You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Gina, Amanda, and Greg. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 733, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your ticket and resort reservation. Text Vicki or me, Gina, for a free quote at 636-373-4497. So I want to welcome Amanda and Greg to the show. They just recently returned from a Disney World vacation, and we are so excited to hear the adventures that they had on their adults-only trip. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. And Amanda went on the girls' trip with us, and Greg was gracious and stayed home so she could go with us to the girls' trip. Yep. So we've talked with Amanda before. That girls' trip helped plan our adult trip. And then I think you saw my husband and I's adult trip, too. So that kind of put the idea in your head. It's totally different without kids, isn't it? (laughs) Completely different. You can bypass a lot of things. And it goes faster. It does go faster. Yeah, it, it went it went mm-hmm. a lot faster because we were able to just say, we want to do this and now go here. And oh, hey, that has a 30 minute wait. And it wasn't like we had a, you know, a, a real big plan. It wasn't like we don't do this first and this second and this third, then it's all ruined. It, but it was just kind of like, oh, we could walk by um, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin and be like, oh, hey, that's a 35 minute wait. Let's go. And it wasn't like, oh, well, we had promised to go get Mickey bars. It was just, we could do it. So uh, where did you guys stay? Uh, Port Orleans French Quarter. Nice. So that's supposed to be like really great for couples anyway. Or that's what we were told. It is. I mean, we we both loved that resort. And especially, I mean, after staying like at Key West or uh, Caribbean Beach, it's so smaller. So you're not walking around all over. You only have one bus stop that's at the front of the resort. So when they come pick you up, they come pick you up. Like in the mornings, in the evenings, we have our own bus, but in the afternoons, they split it with the Riverside one. But when you're trying to do the early park opening, you have your own bus. So when that bus is there, you're not, oh, well, they have to make this stop or they have to make that stop. It's everybody just kind of climb on in. Plus they had the boat transportation to Disney Springs. Nice. Which was really nice and really kind of relaxing because we didn't have any like traffic or anything. It was just, we're on the lake and it was relaxing. And we we really loved the, uh, the option of taking the boat to Disney Springs because it was less people on it. They didn't have any standing room only. So it's kind of like you get on there, you get a seat. It takes 15 minutes, which is about as long as it takes to take a bus anyways. But it was just so much more relaxing because it was kind of quiet. They, they played a little bit of music and they, they would switch it up. If you're heading to Disney Springs, when they made one of the turns um, away from uh, Port Orleans, it would go to more of a upbeat, 
I don't want to call it club-like, but it was more upbeat, modern music. And as they were leaving uh, Disney Springs and coming back to Port Orleans, as you got closer, they'd switch it up and it would be more uh, jazz. jazz, Mardi Gras, mm -hmm. that kind of deal. But it was low enough to where you could still have a good conversation. And it was just a really relaxing, very quiet kind of little boat ride. And speaking of quiet, that was something that I really enjoyed about uh, Port Orleans is that it was a very quiet resort. There was, they had a, a really great splash pad and pool area for families. And when you walk by it, oh, it was always busy. It was always doing something they had. We went by a couple of times in the afternoon and cast members had uh, trivia games going and other games for the kids. So it was very lively, but where you got just past that, it was very quiet and there wasn't a ton of activities outside of that little pool area so it was very very quiet there was none of the oh my god we got so many people running up and down the halls or you know we're so close to the buses that we can hear them when they're coming back at midnight and so it was very very, very nice that we could stay out and then wake up early for rope drop and we weren't feeling like oh god we haven't got any sleep well that um i've never stayed there have you stayed there gina um no i've stayed at riverside so when brad and i were doing well we had help from the other hosts, but when we were doing the trip reports on the different resorts, that was one that he, re when he was researching that one, it said that it really would be a good accommodation for if you wanted a honeymoon situation, because you get the hoopla when you go to the parks, but when you come back, you have that kind of romantic alone time, like there is a time for that. Um, it's not crazy like a pop century or all-star movies and all that. So that's really nice. And for the price that you're paying for it, you know, you're paying a really good price and you're actually getting a lot, you know, it's it's definitely between that and Caribbean Beach are definitely the top two moderate level resorts. You know, the nice thing with Caribbean Beach is it has the Skyliner, obviously, um, but with this, I mean, it was like, I, said, I mean, it's, it was really small. Everything was within definitely a walking distance. We got that. We were within five minutes of the bus stop. And it was building four. So it wasn't like, oh, it was building one or building two um, is the best place to be. They, they're pretty centrally located. So even we had to walk by, I think, building six to get to building four. So um, that was one of those resorts where the number systems, obviously, it, you know, it makes sense, that kind of deal. But it wasn't like, oh, two is right next to the lobby. Six is a half a bus right away. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of deal. Did you feel like with the one bus stop that you had to wait for buses or was it pretty fluid? We, I think the longest we waited for a bus was 15 minutes. Even in the mornings for rope drop. Yeah. They were, now granted, they, they've come back to uh, stuff in the bus type of thing where they try to get everybody and the brother on there and they get the plunger out and they start making sure <laughs> they get, you know, every nook and cranny of the bus is full, but we didn't even, we never got bypassed by a bus. Even, mm -hmm. even during, uh, first bus pickups for, you know, rope drop and what have you, it was like, nope, you get there and yeah. jump on the bus and take off. The little like estimation screen, because they actually go. had it like working. It came pick you up at 7.50 and you're like, wow, that's very highly accurate. So we, I, I really don't think we really waited more than 15 minutes for a bus, even in the afternoon. Even even at the busy times, yeah. we think for like rope drop or that one, two o'clock in the afternoon where 
people have come back to the resort for like a nap or something of this nature and then they're leaving again we, we never really had to wait longer than you know 10 or 15 minutes for a bus mm -hmm. and you know obviously there's always the well animal kingdom's your longest trip no matter where you're staying let's right. try animal kingdom lodge of course um it really wasn't that bad it was a I felt that it was a very centrally located resort. Didn't feel like it was uh, where you had to kind of plan like, oh, well, we're going to Disney Disney Springs for dinner, so we've got to make sure that we leave 45 minutes early for us to get there. It's like, no, we're we're okay. You know, even by boat, which is supposedly slower than the bus, it took 15 minutes to get there. No big deal. Mm -hmm. So, all of our travels, as far as to and from the parks and to and from Disney Springs, from uh, Port Orleans was was pretty spot on. It was no real big problems. Mm -hmm. Even the last night when we uh, stayed for the projections and fireworks at Magic Kingdom, um, didn't really have a problem. We were in the first group that got on the bus. So even after getting through the whole mass crowd evacuation, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> got right on the bus and got right back to the resort. Yeah. It, from the time, I, I happened to look at my watch. From the time we, they said, you know good night and all that good stuff it took us less than an hour i think it was 52 yeah. minutes and i'm i'm an analytical computer guy so that's why i remember this stuff mm -hmm. but it was just under an hour for us to get from the hub in front of the castle where we watched all the projections and all the good stuff to our room so that's making it through the mass exodus making it all the way to where the buses pick you up waiting for the bus getting on the bus and then getting to the resort and then getting to our room less than an hour and i was like oh, that's great that's nice and easy yes it is yeah that's awesome okay so let's switch topics let's talk about food that's like our favorite subject <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> amanda does this <laughs> so i know greg that amanda took you to boma at animal kingdom lodge for the first time what did you think of it absolutely amazing for i'm i'm an adventurous eater so there's very few things out there that i won't eat i always tell people that the list of foods um that i won't eat is far shorter than the list of foods i will eat uh so i really enjoyed boma they had a they had a great selection of what i would consider entry-level adventurous you know if you if you want to try something that maybe is a little outside your comfort zone that's not beef chicken or or pork or something of that nature they had enough of that uh, their spices for some of their uh, african inspired dishes were really really tasty but it wasn't something that i would say would overwhelm you or completely blow you out of the water if you were maybe a little spice averse. Obviously we're from Texas, so pretty used to a lot of that, but it was such a great variety. Um, you were able to go in there and say, well, I kind of feel like this, or I kind of feel, you know, I, I want to be very protein heavy and eat a lot of meat. And they had quite a lot as far as that, as far as that selection was concerned. Um, their salads, everything there was uh, very fresh. Um, their, what's called the show kitchen, you know, where you can see them back there baking and all that. It, it was, you could tell that they were making it and putting it out. It wasn't one of these things of, oh, they're just doing busy prep work. So it was, it was really nice and it was absolutely delicious. I, I loved everything I had. Uh, I think I had four or five servings of mm. the uh, steak and, uh, you know, me and that chicken went a couple of rounds and, uh, 
the ribs. The ribs. I, I went a couple rounds on the ribs. The, the, I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, or they just saw the uh, fat boy from Texas coming. But every time I seem to go up there, they've always put out a new rack of ribs and they're cut. <laughs> so it was like every time I went up, they were fresh. And it's like you just can't turn down fresh ribs that just came out. You, you got to have them. So mm -hmm. me, and the, me and the ribs had a pretty uh, close relationship. They were good. <laughs> <laughs> they had a great selection of sauces, and I tried a couple of them, but I really don't think any of the meats uh, needed them. Uh, I got the horseradish with the uh, prime rib, which I'm a Texas guy. That's just what you do. But they had a mustard, pepper, honey sauce. I don't remember exactly what they called it. I, I tried it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was absolutely delicious. But I think the way they cooked uh, the chicken and the way they cooked the prime rib didn't really need any accompaniment. It was just good tasting the way it was. Amanda, did you try anything new that you didn't try on our trip when we ate there? I think we pretty much tried everything. <laughs> on trip. I, I tried everything on on that first trip, and I kept telling him. I kept telling Greg. I was like, "Yeah, you want to make sure that you get uh, you save room for double desserts because I knew he loved chocolate and coffee. So I was like, you need to get the little espresso. <laughs> and he had six zebra domes. Those are so amazing. He ate one for all of us. You know, he ate one for all of y'all. Well, I'm trying to get Stephanie and Brandy to uh, let me make reservations there for our girl for our trip when we go for the agency in October. <laughs> oh, I think they would love it. I think they would too. I was going to say, Greg, if you really want to be adventurous, because that's what someone told me that Boma, you need to be adventurous. Sanaa, Sanaa is where you need to be adventurous. Because I went there and I ate it. And I'm not a picky either, eater either. And whoa, that was adventurous. Was it good though? I didn't care for it. You wouldn't eat there again? No, because it was pretty pricey. And I felt like my food was baby food. It was just a weird, I couldn't get over the textures of it. And I'm not usually like that at all. Um, it just was different. Plus a lot of things have curry and I can't have things with curry because that makes my lips go numb and stuff which the doctor says is probably an allergy of some kind. But yeah, um, if you're ever really wanting to get adventurous, that's where you should go. I'm, I'm definitely, um, one thing I've always appreciated, especially recently about Disney, is that they, they allow you to be adventurous without going overboard really to the extreme. Right. Uh, there's some restaurants here locally and there's some restaurants that are known uh, in other places where they're like, oh, this is, you know, if you want real, pick the country, pick the region, whatever. And, and they just try to blow you out of the water with this one-off dish that maybe somebody made back in the 17th century or some crap like that. Right. And it's like, no, you're not really highlighting what that area or what that region is about. So I appreciate, and I know Disney caught a lot of flack uh, in Epcot that everything seemed to be very pedestrian, especially like when you got to Italy, it was like, oh, it's just like Olive Garden, but you know, it has Mickey Mouse ears on it, you know? Um, so I just really appreciate that they've kind of been able to push it out there, but push it out there enough, but still keep it acceptable for 90% of people. I mean, you always get those people who, you know, just recoil at the idea of eating lamb, but we, we had some or I had some really good lamb uh, on this trip as well. So 
I, I just appreciate that they're they're still letting it get out there, but it's not like, you know, they don't say, oh, Boma, get the taste of Africa. And it's like one dish <laughs> that's right. African inspired. Then you get like baked chicken and rice and, you know, that kind of thing. So you guys did snack and drink around Epcot, right? To the best of my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> what did you um, have him try that we all tried, Amanda? Oh, I had him try the maple popcorn. Vicky. Oh my gosh! I know I got that picture, and I was like, "Yes!" I was like, "You have to try this." Vicky got it, me hooked on it, and he's just like, "Okay, why is Vicky said just try it?" He goes, "Who's this Vicky person again?" Because <laughs> he just kept like eating. I said, "It's addicting." It is it so is addicting. Good. It's just something different. You just have this to do the different. Know what they're doing with that maple popcorn? I'm telling <laughs> you. Did you guys get a maple sucker? Because I've yet to do that yet, and everybody tells me that's what I'm missing out. They have maple suckers. The maple popcorn was good enough maple for me. Yeah. I'm down. I need need one. I'm down. (laughs) I'll do it. Nick asked me every time, did you get a maple sucker? And I'm like, dang it, I forgot again. I'll have to remember in October. (laughs) Yeah, there's, I want to say, there's some places in Canada or Wisconsin, you know, Southern Canada, whatever you want to call it, uh, where they do, they have like a sheet of ice on a table and then they pour maple syrup on it, fresh maple syrup on it, put a stick in it and roll it around real quick. So the ice firms it up and it's a pure maple sucker. I want to say somebody said that they did that at Disney during one of the festivals. I just don't know which one. That would be cool to watch. We tried, we went to Morocco because I was hoping to get the the maharita yeah. that yeah. Ailey went. It turns out that there's an ingredient in there that they can't get right now. Of oh, course. No. So, but we had, it was the Moroccan mule. And I mean, it was really close to what the Maharita, because it had the um, pomegranate oh, that cool. was in there. And so we had tried that and I said, I was like, we're going to split this because this drink is probably going to be very strong. Yes. Because it was strong, it was just... <laughs> I'm like, we need to split our drinks because it's the only way we're going to remember this trip. (laughs) That was actually really good because that was nice and refreshing. And we tried the Viking coffee. Yeah, where where was that? I saw your post about that. Oh, oh, that was the best second breakfast ever. Where was that at? Norway. Norway. Oh, okay. Like right outside where you meet Anna and Elsa where they have the little, the school bread. It's in Kringla Bakery. Yeah, cause you can get it, obviously you can get it non-spiked, you get it spiked, clearly we got it spiked. That was really nice and refreshing. Cause you can get it hot or you can get it iced by the time, obviously they opened up at Epcot. Uh, it was later in the morning and it was already 9 million degrees out there. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's get it iced. The nice thing about it was it had a good coffee punch to it, but of course they put, you know, the whipped foam on top, but they added, I, I'm hesitant to call them cocoa puffs because they're a no, little- No, no, Oh, no, no. no those, you're thinking of Galaxy No, I'm thinking of Galaxy The ones they did for this one was like uh, cocoa flakes. It was cocoa flakes, yes. So oh, they weren't okay. as big as like normal, what you think of like cereal corn flakes, but they had that kind of texture, but they're a little bit smaller, uh, along with the foam to where it was like just that little hint of sweetness with the foam and a little texture. So it wasn't all just creamy, 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 creamy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do that when it's when it's the hot version. 
because I think they'd get soggy real fast. But they put it in uh, afterwards on top of the uh, whipped cream. So nice. Did you take him to Germany for the frozen Coke drink? That was amazing. No, but I there was actually a humongous line for them, and I saw that and I was and I was like, mm, you know, I'm gonna have to bypass this. Um, but we did we did eat at the Moroccan uh, food booth for the Flower and Garden, um, and that was actually like one of our favorites. Like we actually ate there twice. Wow. Because I was like, I just need to make sure that this is as good as I remember. <laughs> because it was raining and we got in the food, it stopped raining. And the only seat we could find, my butt was wet. So I'm like, I wonder if it still tastes good if my butt's dry. <laughs> scientific, scientific, reason. Yeah, scientific reason right there. But it was, it was actually really good. It had some good flavor. And I mean, there were humongous portions. She had the uh, vegetarian flatbread uh good flavor uh i was able to arm wrestle her enough where she was able to give me a bite um and and i had the lamb kebab which um i've always run into the problem of when somebody says lamb they give you like these small little pieces of of lamb and this was pretty pretty substantial and they had a nice uh, i think they called it like a a yogurt dressing over it but it was a nice kind of tart yogurt to mm -hmm. where it kind of cut through a little bit of the sweetness of uh, the lamb and the uh, veggie and rice mix that they kind of plated it on. Uh, but it was very, very good, uh, cooked very well. And, you know, it was just as good the second time as it was the, the first time, so. Nice, that's always good. What did you reserve, Miss Amanda? We, we did, um, well, we did Wine Bar George, uh, our first, the day we arrived at Disney, because we like to do, you know, sit down restaurant at Disney Springs to like kick everything off. And we were gonna do homecoming, but it was completely like booked, which is understandable because the 60 day, that's the first day of your 60 days. So that's the day that you're not gonna get like whatever you wanna get, honestly. Right. And but we had heard so many good things about Wine Bar George. And so we booked an early dinner there. That was actually really, it was really amazing. Um, we got the spinaki, right? The yeah. cheese on fire, fire flaming cheese appetizer, and that was really, really good. We got the short, short ribs. ribs. Oh, the short ribs had no business being as good as they oh. were. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just pointing that out. They they came with they were so tender that even though they gave you a knife, you didn't need it. Yeah. They didn't drown it in sauce but the sauce that was on it was absolutely amazing and we both it came with potatoes and mashed potatoes and a roasted brussels sprout concoction basically it was roasted brussels sprouts with a little bit of bacon and this balsamic glaze that had a little bit of sweetness to it but those are probably some of the best brussels sprouts i've had in recent memory um they weren't overpowering and even though they were roasted you didn't feel like they were charred too heavy and again, the short rib was fall off, you know, your fork tender. And one thing we both enjoyed about it is even though, like I said earlier, I was really hungry, so it didn't come early enough. We split it and it was still very filling for yeah. both of us. So it, it would have been a stretch to say, yeah, I would have been able to eat all that by myself. So it, it's definitely 
a shareable size to where everybody will be like, okay, yes, I'm I'm good, but I'm not like waddling out of here. <laughs> yeah, because they have meals that are on there that they label as shareable between two and four people. And this wasn't one of them. This is their actual entree. And the size of that entree, I would not want to see what the sizable, the shareable one was, because that would be a lot of food. Mostly everything we had was just large. So, I mean, even though they're saying they're cutting, if this is them cutting down on their food sizes, I don't think they're cutting down as drastically as a lot of people are saying. Um, Maybe they're giving online. you one handful yeah. of fries instead of two. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I know. But when you come out with a short rib that is half a pound, it's like, uh, oh, okay. Did you cut it back from three quarters of a pound or something? <laughs> you know, but again, it, it was absolutely amazing and very shareable and again i'm a, i'm a very big eater i'm i can put away the food and the fact that we got there and we had the appetizer and again you know it was a lot larger than the pictures and the descriptions make it seem so it was like okay that was a pretty substantial appetizer for two people and then the uh short rib entree was very substantial for two people so it's like this is good you know you can come in there and wine bar george is known for being a little bit more on the the pricier side than some of the other restaurants down in disney Springs. but i didn't mind paying that bill for those for the appetizers and the entree because it was good and it was filling it wasn't like oh i spent all this money and i'm still starving because you know they came out with this little rich cracker and called it a yeah. an entree it's like no this was good and i think i got good value for what i spent so i was happy so is that all of your dining experiences other than quick serves no we also did um we booked steakhouse 71. oh i need to hear about this <laughs> during our magic kingdom days um that was uh to, um, that was really, really nice. Um, highly recommend booking that, especially if you're going to be at Magic Kingdom, because it's a great way to just, you know, go and you do rope drop and you're doing everything like that. You're like, I'm hungry. Just go like right over there. Nice air conditioned building and, you know, top notch service. We got the onion rings as the appetizer. Those were the, those were just like fresh, like fresh from the fryer. Like it. Yeah. They they told us too because we we complimented them on the onion rings because the outside had a good flavoring and a good mm -hmm. crunch but the uh inside the onion was still there but it was still connected to the batter so when you took a bite it wasn't like you took a bite and yanked all the onion out of the batter of the ring uh and it had this spicy ranch that yeah. uh, went along with it uh they gave it you know just that little just that little next step it, it wasn't like Disney oh, spicy. Yeah, Disney, Disney spicy. spicy. <laughs> uh, it, was, it wasn't one of those things of it was like, oh my God, I've got to just drink this, but it was enough to where I complimented it. But we were, we complimented to our uh, waitress that the onion rings were really, was really good. And she's like, oh yeah, I like to get these as, as a snack when I get off shift and go home. She goes, but the only problem is I got to tell the cooks about it five minutes before I clock out because they don't make them until you order them. So, you know, and you can kind of tell that it's like, yeah, these aren't the pre-made frozen, mm -hmm. you know, we dropped them all and then the onion inside dissolves and all this other stuff. So yeah, the onion rings were really, really well done just for being a simple onion ring. Yeah, then he had the um, 
cheeseburger. You had the smashed cheeseburger, smashed cheeseburger. and I had the prime rib sandwich. Yeah, the prime rib. Oh, yeah. that was. <laughs> I will say that that burger was probably the best burger on Disney property, hands yeah. down. And I've heard that on uh, vlogs too. I've heard nothing but good things about that restaurant. It's oh. an amazing, and what we did was, um, obviously her sandwich, you know, it comes on like this hoagie-ish style roll, but they cut it in half uh, uh, for obvious reasons. So what we did is I just cut my burger in half. I took half her sandwich and gave her half my burger and, you know, kind of went from there. I, I have to say, I, I mean, I love prime rib, don't get me wrong, but that burger, that, mm. that cheeseburger was absolutely amazing they did a great job on that and it was everything you'd want a cheeseburger to be <laughs> the best way i can describe this i mean the prime rib sandwich actually was really good too they gave you a lot of prime rib on it so it wasn't like you know you just got like a couple of slivers i mean it was really thick and the funny thing that we had noticed was that there was a couple like sitting right behind us and they saw that ordered and then so they did the exact same thing that we did like appetizer everything like they ordered and then they split their like sandwiches together but that's a great idea it is that's the best way to go my only problem is is i like things that my husband doesn't like so it doesn't work for us well we try to we try to decide on things that we know the other one will like and so we can get a taste of both but he yeah i surprised brad for father's day <clears throat> and we're going to disney but not to the parks we're just going for a couple's weekend and that's one of the places I could not believe I got a reservation just a little, a little over 30 days out. I just did it yesterday. I was like, I, te I text Kaylee, she wasn't here. And I'm like, what do you think if I gave dad a trip? And she's like, I think that's a great idea. And um, I looked at the going to the parks, but that just made it, of course, more money. And we're going to the parks in the fall. So it'll be fine. Are you going for lunch or dinner? I think ours is like dinner <laughs> in between. Yeah. Lupper. My mom calls it Lupper. Lupper. <laughs> so it's like in between. We both looked at the menu and we both were like, I can't decide between the cheeseburger and the prime rib. And so we're like, well, one, one order one and then the other order the other and then we'll just split it with each other. So, um, I mean, everything else that, I mean, that other people were ordering, everything looked really good. I mean, it was just absolute top notch. But those were our three uh reservations was wine bar steakhouse 71 and boma awesome good choices good choices very good choices. so let's talk about what i'm so excited for greg amanda road roller coasters <laughs> well we got well i'm gonna i'm gonna pause right there okay <laughs> before we get before we get into the really really exciting part of amanda riding roller coasters okay that's very exciting and i do not want to shortchange this in any way but we forgot one thing about the food. We stayed, of course, like we mentioned earlier. Oh, the beignets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can't stay there and not get the beignets. So they have the boozy beignets, which is actually how we kicked off going to the parks before we started. Uh, we got them and they're good. They're so piping hot, delicious. Everything you'd hope for. Yeah, humongous to where you only, you can split an order. You do not have to get your own individual order. And then we ended, the day we checked out, we got the Mickey beignets. Awesome. Which are the non-boozy ones. And they were humongous as well. It was three to an order. Yeah, the boozy beignets, you get two to an order. And the Mickey beignets, you get three to an order. And the Mickey beignets uh, are larger than the boozy beignets. 
what's in the boozy beignets? So it's your what it is is it's a normal beignet, but it's in like square diamond, you know, your typical pillow beignet, uh, beignet shape. Yeah. Uh, but they give you a little pipette of uh, your choice of liqueur, uh, Kahlua, Bailey's, and one other, uh, Amarula, I think. Yeah. And they give you the pipette, and even though sometimes you see them on other blogs where the pipette's in the beignet, they actually don't do that. They put it next to it. And what we found is that you can kind of make a little hole, squeeze a little in there, and then just kind of like bite, squeeze a little more, bite, squeeze a little more. And you can really control how much you put in there. Because the other thing that they do um, when you order the beignets, they make them when you order them. So they don't, they have a few in the case to show you what they're going to look like, but you get hot, fresh beignets when you order. Awesome. Yeah, so little little cautionary tale on that is they're hot <laughs> so when you get them that first bite is going to let you know that they're fresh but this way too if you do if you do uh enjoy the boozy beignets you don't just squeeze the whole pipe in there and it gets all soggy and all this you can kind of do it you know in little bits it's not an all or none you know type right. of deal. that's so awesome. it works really really suggestion. well yeah it, it and that's what really worked well because you can it like I said, it's not a, oh, if I put it in there, it gets, you know, the all of this pipette full of uh, Kahlua. It's, no, I little drop, take a bite. Little couple drops, take a bite type of deal, so. Yeah, because, I mean, and it opens up at, like, 7 a.m. And yeah, real early. Even when we got them both times, there was, like, no line whatsoever to get them. And, I mean, all the blogs have been, like, you know, if you're staying there, get them, get them. We thought, oh, okay, there's going to be a line. We're like, and there's no line we're walking right up and ordering them and okay whereas there's the line for the quick service there to you know get the mickey waffles which don't be wrong mickey waffles are great but mickey beignets i think tops mickey waffles and the nice thing is even though they cook them to order i don't think we had to wait more than three or four minutes for them to come out it was enough for us to you know go get a couple of napkins because of course powdered sugar goes everywhere uh you know a couple of napkins and you know knife and fork definitely for the mickey beignets just because they're a little large you might want to be a little bit more uh, dainty and proper when you eat them so knife and fork might be might be good and again powdered sugar everywhere <laughs> um but yeah so they they come out really fast even for a make to order type of situation so that was really good and we we didn't have a wait and every time we walked by there there might have been uh two or three couples in there so it wasn't the expected oh there's a line at 7 a.m to get beignets and you're going to be waiting forever so it was a nice little option to sit here and go oh yeah hey beignets not gideon's but still very very good <laughs> i still have not made it there yet oh my gosh you've got to go there in october you have to go, you to, have gideon's. To, go to gideon's it's yeah. an experience and the cookies are amazing did you did anybody get cake have you guys had cake there no, everybody said the cake yet. is just is equally as good as the did cake. miranda get cake there i think she did i think she did i think cake she did there. too and she said it was really good i believe it good stuff it's on my bucket list i just have not made it yet because there's always a two to three hour wait right. and i don't have time we couldn't believe at christmas that we were able it was a 40 minute wait but it was the other time there was a seven hour wait that we were there the Christmas before. So we took the 40 minute wait. Maybe the hype is starting to go out or something. So the line's not as long. Maybe so. Well, I think a lot of it too is just kind of depending on, they admit that their Disney Springs location is way busier than their other Orlando location. Um, so I think it's 
kind of the ebb and flow of the parks, meaning that if it's a busy, busy time for the parks, like during the holidays, they're going to have higher wait times. And if it's kind of that lull in the parks, they're going to kind of have that lull in the line. You know, I still think they're going to have that uh, that virtual line all the time just right. because of they have two locations and one happens to be in the middle of Disney Springs where you get 90% of your customers are one time, one and done. Hey, I'll see you every couple of years type of customer. So, but I think they're getting into that lull to where you don't have a lot of locals clogging up the line too. Probably so. All right, so let's get on to the subject of Amanda and roller coasters. <laughs> if you've not listened to us before with Amanda, Amanda has a fear of roller coasters. She's getting a lot better. <laughs> I conquered Disney. I conquered, we rode, we did actually ride every single, we rode all the roller coasters at Disney on this trip. And she tried to ride one twice, but then it rained. Yeah. Did you guys get to ride the new one? Yes, and I'll say that, Probably is the reason why I wrote everything else because we started our day at Epcot and we got the virtual boarding passes for Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, we we decided not to eat or drink anything like right before we got on there because we've heard a lot of people were getting sick. Like two hours. And we will 100% agree, do not ever eat or drink anything before getting on that ride. You, know, you need to have an empty stomach because you will feel all the g-forces and i mean that ride was everything everybody is saying it's absolutely amazing it's really hard to describe if you haven't been on it because it's basically if rock and roller coaster and space mountain and seven dwarfs mine train had a baby it's this one and then the car spins and then the car spins and it's you're going left but going right and then also you're going down and then you're going up and and the car spinning the the exact opposite direction of which the way the track so i i have warned people that if you're if you're that person that you border on uh motion sickness do what you if you're going to ride this one do what you need to do knowing that it might happen um I can see where it would happen just because there's a lot of uh, disorienting things going on. Again, you start off by going backwards, but that doesn't last that long. But then the car will be spinning, in some cases, the opposite direction of where the track's going. There was one time where the track was kind of going up, and then it was having kind of a 45-degree angle tilt, and then diving down to the right, but the car itself was spinning back to the left. Mm -hmm. So you're heading towards this and now now your seat's moving to the left, but then you're going backwards and tilted and then diving down to your right while you're still spinning left. So again, it's not something where I would worry about, oh, I don't care if you've never got motion sickness, you're gonna get motion sickness on this one. But if you're that person that uses that motion sickness line as a jump rope, you you might wanna be prepared for it or you might wanna have be prepared that you might have motion sickness after it and do whatever you have to do. Yeah, it's one of those things where I I believe you just kind of need to take precaution as far as if you think you could get motion sickness or you've experienced it uh, once or twice that I'm not saying that you will, but, you know, I, I know some people that depending on the day and which way the moon is and if the planets are aligned, right. sometimes they can get motion sick. They just know that uh, either 
I think Amanda had the great idea of, you know, let's not eat or drink anything in Epcot for about 90 minutes or so before we go get on the ride. Uh, but also like when you get off the ride, you might want to take a minute, sit under Spaceship Earth and, you know, just kind of take a couple deep breaths and go, whoo, that was fun before, you know, you go racing off to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Mission Space or, you know, something oh, like that. Mission Space after that. Oh. No, we focused on the track the entire time. Like we were like literally looking, we're like, let's try and follow the track because you have all this stuff that's going around you. And I know it's a, what a lot of people say they're getting motion sickness so they're trying to find, they're trying to look at all the graphics and everything like that. And I mean, it's constantly moving, but it's like we focus on like the one thing that's really not moving is the track. That's completely stationary. And I mean, cause you have the music blaring and you have, you know, Chris Pratt talking and all this wonderful stuff that you're just like, let's just focus on the track. And so that really kind of worked well for us. But I mean, that was really intense ride. That was not a, you know, that's not a ride I would take because we had actually seen some poor father who like convinced his daughter, it's okay, you can probably go on this. And like, I was feeling for her because I'm like, oh no, she's never going to ride anything ever again. She's not going to trust the dude. Full water work. Right? I mean, she was crying before they even started the ride. Um, like, this is not, you know, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You know, this is not the goofy roller coaster, you know, right. type thing. It's a, it's a lot, and it is long. You know, it's not one of those where it's going to be over in a quick second. It's like, no, you're in there for a very long time. You think, oh, we're still, no, we're not stopping. We're keeping going. Okay, are we set? Nope. That's like four minutes. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's like all or almost four minutes. It's fairly long. But hey, uh, Amanda got to have the uh, side seat concert to me singing to Gloria Esteban. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had conga. I'm so yeah. proud of you, Amanda. I can't believe. I'm just thinking back to our trip when you're like, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm I'm going to do, you know, Space Mountain. I'm going to do Seven Dwarfs. Oh, yeah. And now you've done Galaxies, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Crazy. It was funny because um, we were in line. We were in line for Slinky Dog because we had um, rope dropped Hollywood Studios. And I'm like, we're gonna get there, we're gonna do Slinky Dog first thing. He's like, okay, fine. And there was this family that was like right in front of us and they had three girls. And the dad was like, Tru trust me, this is not gonna be that bad. And the kid was just not believing the dad. And so I literally interpreted and go, I'm letting you know, okay? I have a horrible anxiety with roller coasters. I've done Slinky Dog and I'm going back to do it again. You're gonna be fine. And then all of a sudden, because like a complete stranger <laughs> told her she was gonna be fine. Like she was just like our best friend while waiting in the line. And the parents Aww. were like, bless you. And the funny thing was, she's like, oh, I did Everest. Did, honey, if you did Everest, you can do Slinky Dog. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> and the crazy part is that when we did Slinky Dog, we were at the very, end of slinky dog and we so we're in the back we're in the very back and so i was telling greg i said it's really not you know that bad it's you know really nice and smooth and we come out and he goes we caught a lot more air i'm like this yes. was not the experience i had because <laughs> we weren't in the back <laughs> i'm like we were in the back yeah i was like wow so then we um speaking of roller coasters she was like well i want to do um space mountain you know again like, all right, cool deal. Let's go do Space Mountain. I haven't done Space Mountain since 1987. Let's rock this out. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Space Mountain was probably the very first roller coaster I had ever ridden in my life. The first time I went to Disney was with my grandparents back in 87 when it was Epcot and Magic Kingdom. And that's all you got, folks. Um, So the first roller coaster I think I ever actually remember riding was Space Mountain. And the other times we'd been to Disney, either the wait was too long or I didn't want to, Amanda didn't want to ride it. And I didn't want to just kind of leave her standing there for an hour while I was off trying to relive my childhood. So I was really excited that we got, that she wanted to ride Space Mountain again. So we get in there, I get the very first car, very first seat and Amanda's right behind me. And I'm like, well, we're, we're going to have some fun with this now, won't we? Instead of being in the back, now we're in the dead front. Excellent. Yes. Well, I was in the middle. Yeah, you were in the middle. I was in the, first the middle time. the first time, so I was like, I, I I feel confident, feel comfortable being in the middle. And I mean, like, I was going through this. I'm like, I've done this before. I'm good. I can do this. I can do this. I'm like, oh, we're gonna go on the other track. Okay, perfect. Because I did the other one before with you know, Kaylee and Ashley. But I mean, it was it was great. But I think the thank you for getting that rock and roller coaster and how that could have like that could have ruined the vacation for me because we go and we do rock and roller coaster after Slinky Dog and you know everything is fine but you know we get in and I'm like locked in and I'm I'm doing my pep talk I'm like I've done this before I can do this and I'm trying to tell myself make sure that you're smiling when you do the launch because that's where the picture's at so you don't look like you're like not having fun but we get there and I do the countdown at rock right you know the three two one and then we didn't go oh no and then they're like okay we're gonna do this again and greg's looking over at me and goes "Uh uh-oh remix and he's like trying to make me laugh because i'm like i just literally talked myself into doing this ride i cannot talk myself into doing this ride within five seconds and then they did the countdown again i'm like you better go this time or i'm about to have a major like meltdown (laughs) meltdown and attack and i realized that with that ride what helped me was that if i kept my eyes closed at the beginning of the launch because, you know, obviously a lot of with roller coasters is what you're seeing versus than what you're feeling. And I kept my eyes closed on the launch because that's it's on the picture, but I'm smiling and I'm like, I gotta have the, the metal horns up. And then I opened up my eyes and then I was like, oh, I can actually enjoy this because this is actually kind of cool to see everything because I'm not screaming, you know. She, she still had to deal with me singing. Yeah, that wasn't too bad though. It's okay. That's the best part. But I did do Everest, and it was the first time I've ever done Everest at um, Animal Kingdom. Very cool. Because I told him I wanted to do it, and we walked by there, and it was a like it was a 15 minute wait, which is basically a walk on. So I was like, might as well because I don't have enough time to talk myself out of it. You know, I've seen all the videos. I know what's about to happen. I know what's going to be going on here. It's okay. I got this. I've done everything else. This is the last final straw. This is the only roller coaster I have not ridden in Disney World in my entire life. I need to get this one knocked out of my, you know, on my game. Now Greg needs to take you to Universal. (laughs) Cause there's some there that make me wonder, can I do this? Can I do this? Yeah, there's a couple, I mean, like I've seen like a couple of videos. I'm like, could I possibly like, no, don't just, just enjoy the fact that you did Disney. But we're waiting for Tron to come out. Yeah, we're going to do Tron. She can do it. She can do it. Oh, no, she can't. <laughs> She's done every other ride out there now, and especially she did Guardian, so... Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to put money down that Tron <laughs> is not going to be as aggressive as Guardians was. I'm just... Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. And she should be able to see the track. So yeah. that's what she was saying. Watching the track was really helpful. So it is plus the dark, the dark rides tend to help me out too, because if I can't really see what really is coming up, then my, my brain doesn't overanalyze it. And so it's like, right. once, once I'm in it, I'm in it. But if I'm in the queue and I'm waiting and I can see every, you know, loop and twist and training, I'm like, nope. But that was something I had to tell myself when we did Everest was because that's why I watched the videos. I'm like, the uphill climb isn't what the drop is. You have right. other things. It's not like, you know, Splash Mountain where you go up and then yeah, that entire thing you go down. It's no, you go up, but then you go down and you go up, but then you go backwards and you, you go down backwards. And so the big drop isn't as big as the uphill climb. And don't forget about the Disco Yeti. And the, the Disco Yeti, of course. Oh my gosh, the Disco Yeti. So crazy. We, we know, I know Amanda touched on this a second ago about riding Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> oh. So if um, if you remember, I don't know if y'all have ridden uh, Big Thunder Mountain recently, but near the end of the ride, it kind of slows down a little bit and you go through this little dugout or whatever. And one of the design features into the mountain that you're going through or whatever, there's like this partial dinosaur skeleton that's kind of sticking out, you know, the rib cage and like the, the skull and all this. And in the ride, you come around the corner and you kind of slow down, and you kind of go under this dinosaur skeleton or whatever before you go into another little uh, dropping turn or whatever. Well, as we come around this corner, um, I was like, hey, look, dinosaur. <laughs> this one over here couldn't scream. She was laughing so hard at me. That we got off the roller coaster a couple of seconds later because that was near the end, and she was still just like, I can't believe you said dinosaur. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty funny. Who's laughing so hard? That's the best thing is for you to laugh instead, because then your diaphragm's worried about that, and you, your mind can't process. I'm gonna be sick and laugh at the same time. I, somebody told me that a long time ago. It may have been the first time I rose Space Mountain. It was like 1990. Yeah, we well, did. When we did Big Thunder Mountain, though, the um, since obviously him and I were sharing the seat, the lap bar was tight for him, but I had a nice gap. Your butt kept coming up out of the seat. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was like jumping and I was like moving, and he's all like, "I'm not moving that much." I'm like, I'm not in here properly. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, I'm fine." Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The problem with riding roller coasters with a fat guy. <laughs> what can I say? We didn't have that problem with the seven dwarfs, though. No, that's because the lap bar went a little bit lower. That's right, it went lower, legs, not, yeah. Not right across the chest for some odd reason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We've seen your pictures. You're not that. Yeah. I'm fluffy. <laughs> for all the rides, our longest wait was Remy's. And we had, we had planned that because we saw the wait for Remy's. We said, okay, it's a little over an hour, but we had about an hour and a half before our boarding group was going to get called for... Uh, Cosmic Rewind. So I was like, well, this is a great way to kind of kill the time off so therefore we don't eat anything, we don't drink anything. Yeah, that hour turned into, I think, an hour and a half. Because I actually got the notification. I was like, your boarding group's up. And as we're getting on the ride, I said, well, that's good. Luckily, we're in France, so we can make it to the front of Epcot, you know, without having to go through half the countries. Yeah, no kidding. But other than that, I don't think we waited really longer than 20 minutes and they did and they didn't have disney plus or did disney genie plus 
Um, they had, um, they, I think Amanda said that they did use it a couple times for the pay, you know, as you go ones. We did for, we did for Rise of the Resistance. We bought the individual Lightning Lane because mm-hmm. we're like, you know what, that one is in our minds, it was worth it because with Hollywood Studios, if you rope drop, you're either going to rope drop Rise, you're going to rope drop Slinky Dog. And I was like, let's just get the boarding group for Rise because if it happens to like break down, Disney will like make sure that we get, we can get on it throughout the day type of thing. Right. And we, we managed to get the lucky spot where Rise didn't break down um, while we were in line for that. But everything else we did because we rope dropped. Like I told Greg, I said, you're gonna rope drop like I did on the girl strip. Like we're gonna get there and we're going to just, you know, wait in line, like, we waited outside with Magic Kingdom in front of Adventureland. He goes, okay, this is great. I said, honey, we're going to be here for 30 minutes. He's like, are you kidding me? I said, nope. I said, and you're going to see why, because we're going to get there and they're not, they don't open up the queue until after they do a couple of the rides. I said, so everybody's outside the queue. He goes, okay, yeah, sure. He goes, oh yeah, you're right. It does actually move really quickly. I'm like, you don't really wait more than 20 minutes. Unless you're riding Dinosaur. Well, um, Dinosaur, we, we got to experience a, when you when the ride breaks down and it actually broke down on Dinosaur. Oh my gosh, that would be weird. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was because we're, I had never ridden it before. And so I looked at Greg, I said, is this normal? Like, are we supposed to be in the dark for like nothing? Like, is something gonna come out and jump? Because I need to know if I need to hit something or, you know. So, yeah. so the, the <laughs> other part of this is that I rode Dinosaur back in 2009 when we were there with a group of friends because another two friends of ours were getting married and it was one where uh the other couple we were with he was like i want to go ride dinosaur his wife didn't want to ride so she's like okay well i'll hang out with amanda we'll go do something while you, while you guys go do dinosaur so i wrote it last in 2009 and so amanda's like this is again another one of those last rides that i haven't done in disney so let's get this knocked out. And so we get on it and it had like a five minute wait. It was the epitome of walk on. We hadn't had something like that since we went uh, right after they reopened from uh, the pandemic. So we get on there, we're going around and it's doing its good old dinosaur thing or whatever. And it comes this one section and it curves. And uh, thank God there was nothing going on in this one section where we stopped. It wasn't like you had a big dinosaur in front of you, but it would just stop and it was dark. And all the audio inside the vehicle was off, but there was all the other audio inside the ride show that was going off. And Amanda looks over at me and goes, is it supposed to do this? And I look at her and go, I don't know. I haven't ridden it in like 19 years. I have no <laughs> idea. And so they actually did turn the lights on. Um, and then it's they freaky. came back saying, you know, we're, there's an issue with the ride and we're fixing it, everything like that. And so then we were all making jokes of saying, you know, the last time a ride and a Jeep broke down and a dinosaur did not end up well. <laughs> and, you know, we're all making funny jokes about this and we're like, okay, but I mean, and then of course it gets back on and it's, you know, it's dinosaur, which is all jumpy and everything like that. But I mean, but other than, I mean, we even, well, we rope dropped Flight of Passage because yeah. Greg hadn't done Flight of Passage yet. And I think maybe that one was like maybe about 40 minutes. But, you know, 
as we all know, the queue for that just takes so long. Right. It's a long queue. But I mean, but it was, it was moving because he's just like, how long do you think this wait is? I said, well, considering we're starting off earlier than we did when we went in October, we're good, you know, for this. Because even when we wrote Space Mountain, it said it was a 45 minute wait. And I looked at it and I said, nope, we're not by the Tomorrowland Speed Racers. I said, because that's where we were when we did it in October. And that was literally a 45 minute. That was pretty much dead on. So, I mean, it was like 20 minutes. I mean, they were definitely kind of fluctuating, obviously, with the wait times that were on there. So, I mean, we didn't feel the need for actually having to purchase the Genie Plus. If you have kids and they want to go on all, you know, all the classic rides type of thing, then you might want to do it, especially Peter Pan and It's a Small World, man, those always seem to have at least an hour plus wait. I also think it would be something where it would maybe come in handy as if you have an order that you need to do certain rides in. You don't have that flexibility of, you know, hey, we, we walked by and we saw that it had a short wait. It wasn't on my list of rides that I had to do, but because it had a short wait, you know, like when we did... Uh, the Buzz Lightyear ride, it was not, we hadn't really planned on doing it. It was one of those, if it has a short wait, we'll do it. If not, it's not going to ruin our trip. And it just so happened it had a short wait. So we're like, oh, okay, let's go do it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I think Genie would be good if if you want to want to make sure that you ride certain rides and it's more than one per park. If you're sitting there like when we go to, you know, Hollywood Studios, we've got to ride every Star Wars ride, and we've got to also ride Slinky Dog, and all. And yeah, you you might need it if you're just like, well, we're gonna definitely ride Slinky Dog and definitely ride Rise, but out of the two of them, we'll just buy Rise. I think it'd be all right. We had the park hoppers too. We mainly got the park hoppers, so if we got hungry or snacky, we could literally park hop to Epcot and get food and drink there at the festival, obviously cheaper than you can get at, you know, most of the quick service locations. But there were a couple times we did park hop even to, um, we park hop to Magic Kingdom the last night and we parked up to Epcot. We're like, oh, hey, this ride doesn't have a wait anymore. So, you know, let's go ahead and let's do that. <laughs> you know, type of thing like, okay, cause it's not raining because on our Magic Kingdom day, it, it of course it rained cause it's, you know, Florida in June and everybody flocked directly to Space Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, the Spaceship Earth, Spaceship Earth and also the Laugh Factory. And People Mover. People Mover. Oh yeah, everybody wanted to go to the People Mover too, even though it's like, it doesn't work in the rain. <laughs> and Or the Carousel of Progress. And I'm like, really? I don't think I realized that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, well, the People Mover, People Mover was like on and off our trip there and so we managed to get to a time where it was actually on but it was like hey we're letting 10 people in and then it would stop we're letting 10 more people in okay then it would stop weird yeah so we're just like but i mean we saw some good like lightning like around the area and that was the one thing that um when we were talking with some of the ride technicians they said even though the rain has stopped there was lightning in the area and we have to wait so many time before we can get the ride started I think they have a 10 minute window. Yeah. Um, if lightning is, I think they do the old military thing where if it's if it's lightning within five, you wait 10. So oh, like, okay. if, they, if they report lightning within five miles of your location, you wait 10 minutes before you move. So. Gotcha. And then of course, if lightning strikes in that 10 minutes and it just resets the clock. 
Correct. So. And then kids are like, is it over yet? Is it over yet? <laughs> yeah. Brad doesn't like to be on rides when it's lightning. Yeah, lightning. <laughs> He's like, that's just like a lightning rod. Let's just hold this lightning rod right here and see if we get struck. <laughs> it was starting to rain as we were coming back from our lunch slash monorail trip. And because it was starting to rain, there were a lot of people who were leaving and were walking towards it. And we're like, yeah, we're going to walk towards it. They're like, well, I said, because you see the top of that castle, that's a lightning rod. So all the lightning is going directly to the top of the castle. So as long as yeah. you're not on the castle, you're fine during a lightning storm. And everyone kept looking at us like, are you like crazy? I'm like, no, like it's... No, um, state the facts. It's the facts. It's called actually knowing those things. But we actually got um, pixie dusted at Polynesian. Oh, good. What happened? We got free uh, Dole Whip. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you told me about that. <laughs> yeah, because, um, well, number the lady in front of us was, she was having issues. She was having issues. I don't know what was going on. And so they took our order because we went to the Aloha aisle and we got it. And the poor, I think he was training and he's trying to get the big, tall, like, you know, Dole Whip order. And it just kind of like collapsed on him. And so we were joking with him, like, it's okay, dude. Like once it goes in, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm about to put a spoon in it. Yeah. And then they just went, have a wonderful, magical day. Go. And we're like, yeah, this is the best Dole Whip I've ever had in my entire life. That's right. (laughs) They're always great when you get them for free. Right? I know. I think some of those, they get so uptight, though. They're so worried about making sure the magic happens. Well, I think there's, uh, because uh, we, we live in such an Instagram and picture-perfect society now where everybody can go out there and, you know, live their life in pictures and people live vicariously through other people in pictures that uh, a place like Disney that is known worldwide for their level of hospitality making sure that everything is as perfect in the movies as they could possibly be. I mean, that's why they call them cast members and you're on stage and backstage. And that's why they use all these uh, descriptive words like that. You you have to hand it to them that they, they have that level of soft serve ice cream falling over and not having that perfect swirl peak. Mm-hmm. you know, is a big deal to them. And it's like, well, if that's a big deal to them, then wh- what other details are they paying attention to? So it's like, you kind of have to admire that. But at the same time, I look at it and go, they're just like me. I've been at that kind of job mm-hmm. before. This is not one of these things where I'm looking at it going, oh my God, this ruined my entire day. I'm going to give you that reprieve. Of, I'm not that uptight Disney guest that if it's not 100% perfect, I'm, I'm writing Mickey Mouse type of deal. And I've just had really good luck with, you know, when you're overly nice to the cast members and you you talk to them and you have conversations with them, good things tend to happen. And we've we've experienced that on the cruise ships and other times at the park. We got uh, last time we were there with kiddo, um, we got pixie dusted with uh, Mickey bars. Yeah, we were standing in line to get Mickey bars and the lady's like, uh, when we got up there, she seemed to be like closing lids. I'm like, oh, are you uh, closing up? She's like, yeah, I'm, about, I'm like, oh, no worries. Uh, we're just head over here. She's like, well, what did you want? We're like, oh, we're just going to grab Mickey bars. But I see, you know, your compatriots right over there. No worries. We'll walk over there. And she's like, here, you just want Mickey bars. It's fine. And I'm like, I can totally walk and stay. <laughs> it's that 20 foot distance that Disney does where it's like, you don't have to walk more than 20 feet to get to any like device mm. or whatever. So 
but you know just again that interaction and treating them like you know i guess you could say human you know it's like look you know sometimes you you know you have bad days even on the magical most magical place on earth and it's like yeah. i mean it's like, as long as you know something tragic doesn't happen i, I i'm pretty right. pretty laissez-faire when it comes to you know being at disney because you know you're looking at I think I read somewhere that on an average day between the four parks, they get like a million, million and a half visitors or something like this. And it's just like you're seeing so many people. You're, you're going to get that, you know, experience with a visitor that is just going to rub you the wrong way. And I don't care right. how long you've been a Disney employee and how shiny your Mickey Mouse ears are. You're a human. It's going to get to you. So I always try to be that person where it's like, I can be pissed off at another guest, but I try to be very understanding with the cast members because they've got to deal with a whole bunch of really grumpy people. Right. Yeah. And it seems like it's gotten worse over the years with grumpy people. We were we were literally, we're, you know, we would come back to our room. We said, are we doing something wrong? Because everybody seems to be mad. And like, we're, it was the guests, it's not the cast members. Like the guests were just mad. And they're yelling at the cast members and I'm like, because the cast member can control the line or right. the cast member, like when we were leaving Magic Kingdom after the fireworks, the monorail was down. The monorail was down and because of weather, the boats weren't running. So that took everybody that was leaving Magic Kingdom and you either had to go get a bus or you had to just wait until they got the monorail and the boats back running. There were people who were just yelling at the cast members who were trying to tell them they're like and they made an announcement in magic kingdom hey you know we're trying to get more boats we're trying to get everything done you can walk you can take the buses if this is what you're made if you have to get if you're at the contemporary we highly recommend that you walk you know if you're at grand floridian we highly recommend that you walk i mean they're making all the announcements all the cast members are pointing you but people were just yelling and calling them like names and we're just like yes because the cast members can control the electronics of the monorail well and, they, right. and, and it was one of those things where all the people that were going to the boats or the monorails and then they all of a sudden heard that they weren't working and they said oh bus and they take off running which cuts off an entire group of people that need yeah. to go to the buses like we had to go to the buses to get back and now the buses are getting overloaded with an extra thousand people that would have generally been on the monorail and so that's something that the cast members can't control. They they were able to control everybody getting out, but once they got out of the gates of Magic Kingdom and they got to the free will of I'm going to go left and you know take everybody out with a stroller, you know that's just something the cast members can't you know can't control, and it's you know not their fault. But because they're standing out there and they're wearing the Disney uniform, there was a bunch of people yelling at them like, "Why can't you control this crowd? This is Disney. Y'all are known for lines." And it's like, well. Yeah, stand in one. Don't keep bumping around and, you know, ping-ponging your way through people. Mm. Pick a line, stand there. Don't think this one's moving faster and weave in and out. And it was just really disappointing to see, you know, other guests acting like that. You know, Disney themselves, I think that a, as always, a above-the-bar job on their hospitality. And, you know, every cast member we came across, whether it was... Um, picking up something at quick service or buying something at one of the gift shops or anything of this nature. I think all the cast members we had interactions with were just absolutely great people and we had a wonderful time chatting with them. And it's just kind of one of those things you look at and say, I really feel bad for them because they're doing an amazing job. 
And there's just some things that are outside of their control, even inside this hyper-controlled environment. Mm-hmm. That would make me that much happier towards those people. <laughs> oh, I was. I was like, walk, like walking around and, you know, when we're, especially when we were at Epcot and we had the Saki mist where it's mm-hmm. kind of a snow cone with stocky. <laughs> we're sitting yeah. there and people are like, it's so hot, my stuff, whatever's melting. We're just like, it's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you, with the cast members and stuff, I'm always nice to them. Always, you know, smile at them, chit chat with them. A lot of times it makes their day. I just love also just interacting with them because it, especially if you can kind of get them out of the the routine, hi, welcome to, you know, wherever. And, you know, and just asking them, it's like, you know, when they greet you, it's like, hey, I'm doing wonderful. How's your day going? And, and not making it that monotone. I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know, just breaking out of that monotony with them. And it gives them that freedom to where they can interact with you. And it's a, a genuine interaction. And I think that's some of the the more unscripted fun that you can have because you know they'll tell you something silly or they'll joke around with you and say oh we got to keep an eye on you and it, it just makes it a little bit more fun you know you're already in an immersive environment and they can make it more immersive because they can kind of goof around with you well thank you amanda and greg <clears throat> you guys had a lot of great things to say i'm so excited for amanda because her disney trips from now on are going to be wonderful because she can now rides roller coasters and so that gives her a lot more options yes absolutely does a few final reminders before we sign off if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can email us at yourstorytravel.com or text us at 636-373-4497 if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote you can text gina or myself vicky at 636 636- 373-4497. You can make a ticket and resort reservation for a $200 refundable deposit. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our TikTok account, Your Story Travel. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between Europe. Some not today's podcast. Well, everybody, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Have a magical day, my friends.